everyone, and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street. A monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on all of the usual socials or subscribe to our Patreon for bonus content and merch. You can find all of that by visiting us at allmylinks.com backslash A Nightmare on Fear Street or in our episode descriptions wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Hello, everybody. Today, I am joined by the wonderful artist, Brie Tibbetts. Um, hello. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who don't know, which you should, because you should be following Brie, um, Brie just did the artwork for Darla, which is the graphic novel Josh Rubin has written, but also Brie has other graphic novels and things out there, as I was seeing when I was snooping around. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we're going to do some interviews. Um, and by interviews, I mean interview. It's a singular, not a plural. <laughs> I, <laughs> this is not my first interview. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's start you where we start everybody, Brie. What's your favorite scary movie? Okay, so that's a tricky one, but I figured I'd narrow it down to like, well, what I currently am really into, which I really loved A Wounded Fawn. Yes. Um, so different from anything else. I love it. Yes. Um, Travis Stevens just comes out of left field every time. Yes. And his imagery of like whiny men and annoying men is just so good. (laughs) I was like, you know what we're talking about. You can stay. (laughs) Um, But classic, I would say I've always really loved the original Fright Night. Yes. Yes. Um, (laughs) I grew up on that. I watched it so many times. Yes. I... (laughs) So you just won that question. Um, we will not be oh. asking it anymore. <laughs> I've been waiting our whole podcast for somebody to say original Fright Night. Thank you. Nobody's um, seen it yet? No. Wow. Okay. We get deep cuts. We get mainstream. We get franchises. But nobody's been like, you know what? Fright Night, 1980. Vampires Whatever. <laughs> it, I, I, I thought it was high-key art when I was a child. I wore out my mother's VHS. Um, I didn't even skip the commercials because she recorded it from some cable channel. Mm-hmm. I was there every time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so what's your favorite subgenre of horror? Um, probably a tie between supernatural or monster. Just anything where you can kind of do prosthetics or creatures is kind of my favorite. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> Those are fun. <laughs> what about you? Um, I, so it's weird because like, if I just want to relax and unwind after a stressful day, slashers, hands yeah. down, <laughs> watching people catch hatchets with their chests, um, at a summer mm-hmm. camp, that's just, it's high, cool down. <laughs> it helps. It, it does. But like, if I am like with my money going to the theater, I do want something weird, but like not experimental weird. Cause I, yeah. I, I do not do well with those as we found out this year, um, yeah. but I want something that's hard to talk about and it's hard to describe. And I leave it going. I have to rewatch it two more times to really know what I saw, but I yeah. was unsettled. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. Like I felt like I liked experimental and then skin and Marine kind of like, yes, I'm not so sure how I feel about that one still. <laughs> Listen, cause I'm always like, bring me the weird shit. And then that one started playing. I was like, I'm good. <laughs> I, I meant other weird shit. I'm sorry, y'all. Yeah. So I had to like leave the chat. Now my friends are having a great time. And I'm like, I'll see y'all next movie. Look. That's my attention span. I'm like, if I can't see what's going on, I'm like, I, I'm off to the next thing. I, 
I am just not in a place where vibes is enough for me. And I feel like a lot of um, people are like, I can still cash in on vibes. And a lot of people go up for that. They're like, if you whisper scary at them, they're unsettled. I, yeah. I need a full beverage. I'm not here for LaCroix. I need to, <laughs> I need to like know what we're doing and why. I can't just yeah. be like, the ceiling is blue. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, what drew you to the genre? Because you are definitely a fan. Like, if you don't follow Brie, the Instagram is so many sketches of so many iconic characters. Yeah. Um, I get, you know, I, it's funny. I've talked to my parents about it because neither of my parents are even into horror. Both of them are kind of scared of it, kind of avoid it. And then for some reason, since I was little, that was just like my favorite thing. And I just was drawn to it. Fangoria, seeing it in the bookstores and, you know, just anything with, again, monsters, makeup effects. I was like, yes, this is this is what life's about. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I do, because I think all of us were a little bit like we're doing it because we feel like our parents don't want us to do it. Our parents are like, I don't understand. Um, Yeah, because like my mom is into, well, was into horror. She doesn't into it anymore because like she's gotten older and she's like, ooh, my heart. And I'm like, you know what, whatever. But like, (laughs) um, um, I definitely think that as a kid, I could sense that they were like, our five-year-old is watching some really demonic shit. Should we be concerned? (laughs) And I was like, maybe, but I'm still watching. (laughs) (laughs) That was like the fun part. Like, I feel like this generation doesn't get to have that where like you have to like find and sneak the films, like find friends who family do have it or find it on TV somewhere or VHS. (laughs) The reason our generation is living for Shudder is because like back in the olden days, we had to like get a friend (laughs) to like take us to the Blockbuster and we had to like snoop around until we found something that looked like it might be interesting and then hope for the best. And we were committed to it because you took it home, so you're going to watch it and rewind so you could be kind. There was no, oh, it's not for me. I'm going to turn it off for 20 minutes and then like try another movie. There was... These deep cuts, I've seen so many movies on Shudder and Tubi that I could never find in the real world. I know Tubi doesn't get enough credit for their horror selection. They really have a great horror selection. They don't. It's changed the way I had to hunt for movies because in our day, it was a hunt. Um, (laughs) You'd hear a whisper from the internet or a friend who saw a movie once and you're like, what? And you have to just go out there and be like, this could be the movie. (laughs) (laughs) And now we have like hundreds of options to select from. Listen, I am behind on life right now. And again, I'm just like, what will I see all these movies that I can see now? Never. Which is why they, when they move around, I'm like, what? What do you mean is that a different thing now? I had it on that thing last month. Where did it go? Oh, no. (laughs) I finally watched Last of Us. I was like super behind on that one. (laughs) It's so good. It's so good. Plus, Pedro Pascal is just like art. And so (laughs) the combination of him and Bella Ramsey just like breaking my heart every week, I was not ready. I wasn't ready for the setup because I'm so used to like Walking Dead and the traditional shows where you'll lose some characters, but not like a character every episode. Like that kept making me cry. (laughs) Listen. I walked in knowing nothing because I don't like spoilers. And so I was like, Pedro, Bella, I'm in. And then it's going to be some zombies, right? And I walked in and I was like, this is a lot of emotions. There's <laughs> a lot of characters I care about. I ended up getting like a PS4 and like buying the first game because I'm like, I want to like play this game and see where this is going before I get my heart hurt anymore. Um, <laughs> so that's right. They made me invest in Sony again. That's how good that show was. <laughs> I need to go back and play it. Yeah. 
I want to play two before anybody ruins it, but also two is not on the PlayStation subscription. And I'm just like, I'm a freelancer. Should I be spending all this money or should I wait? Look. (laughs) (laughs) So much stuff out there. It's hard to decide. (laughs) It's so hard. And it's also really difficult because it's just like, I could go buy this new thing or I could watch all this stuff that I'm already paying for on these streamers. Uh, (laughs) And, or people have given me on DVD. Cause like I owe some people some watches. (laughs) just not um i also have screeners in my inbox that i'm just like i need to watch and review those tomorrow it's a a good life but also it's like um when do i watch stuff for not work reasons now (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome though that you get the screeners that's exciting you get like first look (laughs) <laughs> it's it's one of the perks um it's definitely one of the perks because i'm just like sometimes i don't know why i do this and then like the people from from send you the first five screeners and you're like that's why i do this yeah. i will be watching season two for anybody else and i'm living <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah but like what when did you know you wanted to work in your field because like you're definitely a badass artist um on the rise <laughs> Like a lot of us, you were just out there doing your art and putting it on the internet, um, which is, I believe, how you and Josh connected because you drew. It is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was my fan art. He noticed my fan art. And uh, I think because one of it, his editor, Patrick Lawrence, had shared my scare me stuff. And then he started to follow me and notice my stuff. And so, yeah, it just kind of worked out that way. It eventually sent him my copy of my other graphic novel, Rictus. And then he was like, okay, we should we should collaborate on something. <laughs> so. <laughs> It was pretty cool. <laughs> Surreal. <laughs> I, I love that. I love that. Because like it's I think that more people just don't understand that we don't need gatekeepers anymore. Things are not the way they used to be. You yeah. can do whatever it is you want to do and you could do it the way you do it on just like get it out there and just be loud about it. And the right people will find it someday. Yeah. It's the best. The horror community is so good at that. And I feel like he's really good at that. You guys are really good at that on your podcast and everything. Like, it's cool how everybody just connects each other and supports each other. Yeah. No, <laughs> I I really, really like it. And it's one of the things that feels weird to be grateful for the pandemic for. <laughs> um, because, like, before we all had to go indoors, we were all out here just, like, hustling and trying to survive in capitalism. And then we were like, oh, that really was making me miserable. But like, what can I do to like find my community and like nerd out with people and maybe turn it into a career? And a lot of us are doing well enough to where like we don't we don't feel that like thing that people tell you you'll feel when you walk away from these big people jobs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're paying stuff to begin with. We're millennials. We can do enough math to know we were not being paid our value. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I feel I talk about that all the time. It's like we like all get pushed to like college and do these like set things. And then you find out like, if you just do your own thing, eventually it all kind of falls into place because it's what you're meant to do. You know? Yes. Yeah. My mentors always saying just do it and a net will appear. And literally, I have quit things. I have up and moved so many times. And it always works out. Because yeah. again, like, we're millennials, we're used to eating ramen. I'm not afraid of being poor. I am miserable at a job I hate from nine to five yeah Um, that's what scares me yeah yeah I just don't want to be doing a desk job never again that's the real horror like for y'all's next graphic novel because in my brain you're gonna work together again you should definitely talk about office culture that would be cool I don't there's not a lot of horror office like movies or comics or anything really 
No. Like, I can think of, like, a handful, and it's mostly because Girl That Scary did an episode on them, so I was watching them. And, like, Mayhem, because Stephen Yoon is there, and he's one of my imaginary husbands. And so, yeah. That's a good one. It's so good. It's so good. He's always amazing. Um, He's never let me wrong. (laughs) I need to watch Beef, speaking of stuff I'm behind on. Have you I saw the first two episodes of South by Southwest and they were fantastic and it's on Netflix and I want to finish it before anybody ruins it for me. <laughs> and I'm trying to like carve out time to do that this weekend. Yeah. yeah. It's on my list. Even <laughs> in Allie. Oh my God. I got to be like three rows from them. Cause I definitely rushed towards the front of the stage for South by to be like, when they come out, I want to be able to be like, ah, in his face. Um, and they walked out and I was just silent. I, uh-huh. I just like whipped out my phone and started trying to record, but I was shaking. <laughs> too nervous in the moment. I was, I was like, this is too glorious. I was not ready. I was not. Um, hopefully it ends in a way that gets a second season so I can like be more prepared. I have a friend hold my phone. So it's less shaking. <laughs> Bring someone to for that. Yeah. Right? My designated phone holder. To just be like, dang it. <laughs> You're like I've tried before. It doesn't work. <laughs> uh, but I definitely co-opted that question. <laughs> oh, um <laughs> what when did you know you wanted to work in your field and what was that journey like for you? Um I guess since I was a kid I always knew I wanted to do something film. I've always been drawn to like scary and I've always been drawn to art cuz I've drawn since I was a kid. It kind of changed over the years journey-wise. Like in high school, I did an apprenticeship with someone locally who did like um, stuff for like haunts. It was like animatronics, latex stuff. It was the closest I could get to special effects in Vegas. And so I did that for a little bit, thought it was what I wanted to do. And I ended up getting a cheerleading injury. (laughs) So I can't lift like the heavy mold. So it's like, okay, I got to change that. Um... So I went to school at UNLV and college for art and still just really wanted to do horror stuff, took some film classes. Um, I studied under a teacher who taught me how to ink professionally, and I thought I was going to get into that. Like I kept applying the jobs and it just wasn't working out. And I was like, maybe the comic field's too hard. And I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to make my own thing. And so I just started doing my own ones. And then somehow I got here. So. <laughs> And I love that because like your art's badass and I'm excited because I, I got to like cheat and read like a digital copy of Darla so I can have like actual questions for the interview as opposed to just being like art. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm excited to go back and read your other comic and see what you have next now. Yeah, um, so yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. I, it's exciting to hear what everybody thinks as people slowly are kind of like getting sneak peeks and soon people are going to get in their hands. I'm so excited. <laughs> Like the Kickstarter emails the other day were like, you've been charged, so expect it soon. And I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I can't wait. <laughs> I haven't even seen a print copy yet, so I'm I'm really excited to see it physically there, you know? It's always different because yeah. like I, I spend all my time looking at a screen one way or the other. And so I'm just like, okay, this is cool. I like it. But when it gets in my actual hand, I'm like, oh my God. And you can like smell the ink if it's like a fresh print and yeah. you can like turn pages. I, I'm a weird little nerd that way. And so oh, I'm excited to reread it. <laughs> <laughs> but in real context. Yeah. Yeah. Like read it in my real world and, and not just scrolling like I always do. Um, 
what is one piece of advice you would like to give to aspiring artists like you used to be? <laughs> <laughs> I still consider myself one. I'm still I'm still got some goals, but um, I guess my biggest one would be like I I I had a professor who was always big on like put in your hours, always practice, like do it all the time. And I think that's good. And I really did do that. But I think it's important for people to learn, especially in like this modern social media age that like, you also have to know your limits and not kill yourself over like, have I been posting enough? Have I been because it's more about the art itself. And if you're not enjoying it, then what's the point of practicing it? So listen, listen, (laughs) (laughs) that is a whole sermon. And I'm happy I attended today. (laughs) (laughs) I just wish someone would have warned me that. So if I can help anyone else. (laughs) I feel like everything in the art world, whatever kind of art it is, that people never tell you about like the downfalls and the pitfalls and the realities. They're either like, you're never going to (laughs) eat. Or they're like, just do what you love. You never work a day in your life. And there's actually an in-between area in that. (laughs) And we need to talk about that because that's what we should all be preparing for, that in-between area. Yeah, because nobody does. They're always just like, go hard, but also like, you know, don't give up. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) Right, right. And then like when you go hard and you've like worked yourself to the bone and you're crying in the corner, they're just like, why don't you just give up? And I'm like, that's not, (laughs) none of these are helpful. People stop talking to me. I'll figure it out tomorrow. (laughs) Also Uh, just going out and meeting like people like I think like because I was doing social media so hard and I was like I don't know if this is working and then I did conventions and that was cool because you really got to relate to the people and like see who you were selling to and who actually appreciated your art and why like I I think that's always cool too you know I love that (laughs) (laughs) pawns are my favorite I want to go to more. I've been to a couple of film festivals and I've been to like one or two cons on my own pocket back in the day, but I want to do more, especially now that like I have too many podcasts and I do know about the horror stuff a little bit more as opposed to just being like, I'm watching a lot of it, but we're not talking about it. (laughs) And there's just like a sense of community that gets it exciting. Like it makes it more exciting watching it with other people who understand as opposed to people who are just like, I watch horror on Halloween. Those weirdos. Yeah. I don't know how people do that. (laughs) I, I, it was not a good life. It's just not like watch more horror, improve your quality of life. That's the real thesis. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Another Um, goal for aspiring artists. (laughs) (laughs) It'll improve your art. (laughs) Uh, What is your dream project? Like if you could go, this is what's next for me. I'm manifesting. Give me this money right now. What would you do? It's a three-way tie. I've always wanted to do like, I've done some storyboard pitches for people, but I'd love to do like a full storyboard for like a horror film or any film. Um, But, uh, and then concept art for a horror movie would be something I've always wanted to do. And then this one sounds silly and my husband always laughs at me, but I think it would be cool in movies where there's like the character who's an artist and then they use someone else's art for the background. I want to be that artist for a movie. (laughs) I I want all three of those for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do because when I was like reading Darla, I was like, I would like to see some concept art for a horror movie. I would like to see a whole situation. 
um, from this artist. And so hopefully the powers that be are also paying attention like the rest of us. Yeah. And I, I've, I've studied my stuff. I mean, I read textbooks on it, which is kind of lame, but I really like storyboarding. So... <laughs> It's an important part of like building any script because they don't tell you that when you are in school for playwriting, um, which I was because I made those choices. Oh. But like <laughs> our dramaturg was like storyboarding. And so like I was like, I can't draw. And she was like, you don't have to really know how. You just have to sort of like get what you need from it. Yeah. But also you can pay people to do a real storyboard later if you really want. And yeah. I was like, how dare you and your logic, Camry. <laughs> and so... <laughs> And so sometimes when something's not working for me, I will definitely like do some like sad stick figure drawings. <laughs> um, just like put things in a visual perspective so I can yeah. be like, okay, this is what's missing. This is what needs to happen with this moment. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it I, people get mad about this. Like I've had this discussion and some people don't like this in both departments, but I feel like comic books and storyboards really overlap visually. I mean, there's some different mm -hmm. rules, but overall, you're, you're still trying to get the same point across. So I think they kind of have overlap. I know some people are like diehard. They're very different. <laughs> but, you know. People love to be like, this is different. And I'm like, why do you need to be so different? Unpack that. Why do you need to be right all the time? <laughs> yeah. Listen, listen. Is the person who told you you are different and special in the room with us now? Yeah. What? <laughs> That's always what we go to. Are they here with us now? Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so we're going to get into specific Darla questions, if I can enunciate. But it's not a lot of spoilers. So you can keep listening if you are like, oh, but I'm having a good time. <laughs> but we will be talking about the actual project because, like, um, I got questions. So, <laughs> uh, so, Darla, question number one. What drew you to this project? I mean... The opportunity to work with Josh Rubin, I mean, I feel like that's pretty cool in itself. Um, I I was so blown away. Like you said, I got really into Shudder when it came out and Scare Me came out and I literally watched it twice in a day because I was like, I had to have my husband watch it after. I'm like, no, 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 you have to watch this today. I'll watch it again. Like, let's go. Um, so I think just the opportunity to work with Josh has been so cool and he's so nice and friendly and, and just such a director mentality where he lets you do your thing with his world but then he kind of like helps you even make it better somehow like he knows how to push you it's really cool yeah, yeah. no like our podcast is definitely a josh reuben stan account like we <laughs> saw scare me the year hit shutter and we've never looked back um and so yeah <laughs> so we were very happy he was doing something that we could actually like put money in because his movies came out when um, we were not able to go to theaters where we were living. Oh, yeah. And so it's like, we get to see it on TV, but it's not really the same, even though it's a good time. And then he's like, graphic novel. We were like, yay, open the wallets, finally. We've been trying to give you money for three years. Like, and so, <laughs> You're like, please take my money. <laughs> All I want is to give money. Um, <laughs> Like, it was that or start seeing, like, the sad, like, I'm not your grandmother, but here's a card of money for your birthday. Please yeah. buy Ruby a gift. Yeah. Like <laughs> Make something awesome with it. Yeah. Right? Make another movie. You're doing fine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, I was actually going to ask, what was this process like? Because he is such a film director, and I know that he gave, like, some inspiration, and y'all had those kind of conversations. So I was going to ask a little bit more about that, actually. Yeah, so at the beginning, he kind of gave me a script, asked my thoughts on it, and we kind of went over, like, adapting it. And then he gave me kind of, like, um, 
like a pitch deck of like, okay, this is because he wanted to originally make it a movie. And it just had like pictures and descriptions of what the characters and the town and the vibe would be like. And so I took those and I did what I kind of always do with my comics, which is like, take inspiration photos, draw those. And then that way I can kind of get a feel. I know that sounds weird, but you kind of get the feel of like the aesthetic for it. And then I turn it into my own style. And then I would send him pictures of like, okay, this is what I'm thinking for Darla or Joe or, you know, all the characters and get his approval or maybe we could tweak this or add this or this would be funny if we did this. So uh, a lot of back and forth there. And then I kind of just sent him pages as I was going along. And if we needed any big changes, he'd let me know. And then we kind of waited till the full thing was over for the big edits. So I love that. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And I do hope that like it still makes its way into a movie and maybe that's one of the concept storyboards you could do to be like, haha, I've already been here. Um, thank you. I know what I'm doing. Yes, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you about Darla. <laughs> um, was there a specific anything that inspired your vision, whether it be a movie, a TV show, or something specific that came up in conversation? Well, his visual decks, of course, but for my style, I guess, like, just what has always inspired my style, which I'm really into, like, since I was a kid, Tim Burton, I always liked the, like, creepy, but with that little sense of, like, happy to it. (laughs) combo is just a sweet spot for me. So a little bit of that. I've always been really inspired by, like, Jonan Vasquez's work with, like, his comics and all that. Um, And Invader Zim. I love Invader Zim, too. Invader Zim is a moment. Like... (laughs) I thought they were going to bring it back when they did the movie on Netflix and then they did it. They keep playing with us, but yeah. someday, someday. <laughs> but yeah, just, uh, for our, yeah, those would be probably my inspirations that, and just like I said, he kind of gave me like a deck of like what some characters would look like. And so my favorite was that we kind of went with like a John C. Riley look for Joe. So I love him so I, much. I love that. <laughs> I was like, why does Joe look familiar? And I just kept going. <laughs> yes. I was like, that's so, so weird. This person looks familiar. <laughs> so ask him in the movie, I'd be like, in heaven. That would be awesome. <laughs> I love this. We have concept art, we have writer director, and we have John C. Riley. Yes. Like, <laughs> why is this not greenlit already? I don't understand. <laughs> I, I'm sure uh, Josh would do it too. He he's talked about wanting to make it into a movie, possibly. So, listen, I I don't know when he sleeps because he's always got like 90 things coming out, and I'm just like, um, <laughs> so many different like formats and mediums. Like, I don't, yeah. Listen, I I'm concerned. I'm like, do you ever have a day off? Yeah. is that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> I know. He doesn't even have weekends. Poor guy. <laughs> no, I couldn't do it. Like, I, I could not do it. <laughs> I always need a little time off from my heart. <laughs> so, no, yeah. I get cranky if I can't have a couple hours to myself, even if I do nothing but stare into the universe. Like, yeah. I just need time to just be alone and quiet. Yeah. When <laughs> we try to get batteries. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh but like darla is wild and dark and i i did find myself laughing at her disposition even though she's kind of a crunchy character (laughs) Um, how did you navigate walking the line of all of these different these different moods without tipping the end because like the end is definitely the end yeah 
I think like for me it was just like kind of making her humanized like you know those villains that you love to hate but you also kind of love them at the same time like I don't know like yes. I just I think that so many bad guys get a hard time but there's always an origin there's always a reason why you're that way and I think you kind of get to see through Josh's writing like those parts of her and you're like okay I can kind of see why you're grouchy you're a little too grouchy for that but you are I can see where you're coming from at least (laughs) I I love that because it does add a certain texture that we don't always get because we're just like this is the villain and it's like okay but what else we said it's the villain yeah and it's like oh so we're not okay I'm gonna like disengage Um, so I love that Darla gets to be textured and she does feel like some of my friend's grandmothers that I don't talk to <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I worked at an art store when I was in college and I definitely had some of those where you're like, all right, let's just get your colored pencils and move on. Let's try not to be offensive. Like <laughs> <laughs> right? I I used to work at an opera house in the call center and so we would just like get so many cranky old people yelling some of the wildest and offensive things while trying to get tickets exchanged. And I was like we didn't have to go down this avenue. We could have just, we could have just said you wanted a different date. Why are we here? (laughs) They just like unpack everything in every conversation. And you're like, all right. I'm just like, do you know therapy's real? And that we can all be trying some of that because um, I'm a minimum wage (laughs) employee. And this is a lot for me. (laughs) I know. I'm glad I don't have to go back to that stuff either. Never again. Yeah. Never again. Your service <laughs> uh, is not fun. <laughs> it's not. It's it's hell for artists. Um, yeah. But we get to like come up with some really cool characters if we survive yeah. that trauma. <laughs> Save it for later. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm just like, I'm upset today, but tomorrow this is going to be a play. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, you'll be remembered. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You will be immortalized. <laughs> one with the other, Edith. Click, click, click. Um, Was there one panel or page? Because there are like some like one page advertisements almost. I don't know what to call them. Um, But was either a panel or a page specifically hard for you? And if so, which one and why? Okay. So so the ad pages were kind of my like, so some of them were just fun, random horror themed stuff just to like put my little piece of me in the book because I have that in my other graphic novels I always do fake cheesy horror ads to just break it up um and then Josh was like let's do some that have the characters in it so that was what the ads were (laughs) um (laughs) but uh but yeah I the heart I didn't really have one that was especially hard but there was one that I really took more time on than some of the others um, where Josh's note in the script was that he wanted it to feel like the intro of Midsummer. So I'm like, all right, I'll go back, rewatch Midsummer, break down kind of what they kind of focused on shot wise. And then I imitated it in that page. Um, so that was probably the one I put the most like thought into for sure. <laughs> I love that one. Uh, I'm going to go pull it back up now that I know that that really is the reference. Point. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you caught it. I worked so hard on that one. <laughs> Because I was like, is this? I was like, maybe. I don't know. And so I'm going to go back because I, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, So nailed it. Um, (laughs) That makes me happy. (laughs) Um, Opposite side of the coin, do you have a favorite panel or page? Um, And which one was it? Or why does it stand out to you? 
any of those like surreal moody pages with the monster and and her daughter Dallas with the clouds and the reds those were so fun to just do something different and surreal with those were so fun to look at I kept getting lost because I'd be like and then this and then that (laughs) Um, I was definitely like is this daughter what I wait (laughs) and so yeah I I cannot wait for people to read this so I can stop trying to like not spoil things. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm like just trying to think of what I can say but not say it. I don't know. It's hard. Yeah. It's a hard line. <laughs> it's so close to being out there, but it's also so far because like I, I now want to talk about it and people are like, I'm waiting for my copy. Hush. <laughs> and I'm like, mm-mm. Like, <laughs> <to know. laughs> I'll circle back in May. Um, <laughs> Okay, so like, this is my favorite question, but it's also a cheat. What's one thing you want people to notice about this cool shit you've put on the pages, even if something's super technical? What's one thing you want people to know and nobody's asked you yet? Well, I have some little hidden things like within the world. I really wanted it to feel like its own world because Josh did a good job script-wise creating it, but I wanted to visually do that too to add to it. So there's like some little Easter eggs in some of the graffiti or like... Some of the little magazines or background stuff, I try to do some jokey stuff within that world that fits within it. So yeah, there's little Easter eggs in there for like the world <laughs> that we created. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to go back in once my copy arrives next month and be like, ha ha. <laughs> even like a few weeks ago, Josh was like, I didn't even notice you did that on one of the little panels. There's this writing and I never noticed it. And I was like, yep, there's a lot of those little <laughs> in there. <laughs> Okay, so like, can you tell us about your next project? Or is it too soon to talk about it? I don't really have one going on right now. Honestly, I'm open to new projects. I'm currently just kind of doing my like one of horror stuff right now and uh, working on the Darla stuff. But I, I definitely have some ideas going around. But also I know Josh has brought up maybe working on something again. So I'm definitely down for that. Yes, yes. Yes. (laughs) Let me know when it's done so I can open up my wallet again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we appreciate well, your support with the Kickstarter. It's been so awesome seeing how excited everybody is. It's so cool. I had been waiting for news because, like, we interviewed Josh last, I want to say, in November-ish. Because he had two movies hitting Shutter, because, of course, he did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Same month. He was just like... Yeah, he's like, it's a weekday. What are you doing? Um, and so we <laughs> and he was like, my next thing I'm talking about is Darla. And I was like, what's Darla? And he's like, a graphic novel. I'm like, how dare you? When? When can I have it? And so I, I was just casually waiting and then the Kickstarter rolled across. I'm like, it's coming, it's coming. And then of course, like the company was like, also here's the PR copy. I'm like, you remembered me. It's all I wanted. Thank you. <laughs> now, they've been so great at like getting it out there and like the interview, like the, I'm new to all this stuff. So it's really cool to like, they're like, here, you've got an interview or you've got this. And I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> well, new, but I'm down. <laughs> I, I love it because like a lot of times we don't see, especially from like indie companies, we don't see them like understand that like the horror community is right here. And if you're giving us horror content, we will buy it from you and we will love you. And so again, it's this, we need to be different and separate. And like, they were like, no, no, no. These horror nerds. Hi. Hi. We see you. We're responding to your DMs. We will respond to your email. And I was like, that's all I ask. (laughs) 
The comic community is a lot like that too. Horror, I feel like more just because we're kind of like the redheaded stepchild group of like genres, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's cool to be a part of both of them, but, but horror is probably more accepting, but comics good too. Like comic cons, like I was saying, it's so cool how you just have all these fans of different things that just come together. And we're just like, we're all the same. Basically we have different interests, but we're all the same. We all geek out about something and, so it's really cool. It's so cool. No, it's so cool. And there's so much overlap between these universes because like there's so many horror people who love graphic novels because oh like we've had so many end up being movies that we love and a lot of us go back if we didn't know it was a graphic novel. Yeah. Like Constantine and like the Preacher series that was around for a minute. And there's so many. And like I think people again are just like, we gotta be different and it's separate. And it's like, no, 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 no. It's 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 all a big <laughs> it's all a big blob of goo and we're all like swimming in it and we're all living our best lives. Let's yeah. stop pretending yeah. we're not here for the same stuff. Exactly. Yeah. There's so much overlap, so much overlap. And and the fan bases too, you know. We're all people who know what it's like to be outcasts and you know, want yeah. to be accepted and have these cool characters that we feel we can associate with and so yeah. yeah exactly that exactly <laughs> that which is why we're here on this weekday is it a wednesday or a thursday i do not know but we are here <laughs> <laughs> i probably have to check too but i think wednesday <laughs> that that feels true yes and if it's not it's wednesday now yes what are they gonna do yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh but Darla comes out next month. And if people did not get it on the Kickstarter, they could definitely find it in the regular places, I believe. Yeah. Yes, you can also find Darla out in the wild if you follow Invader Comics. And that way you can find her and you can buy her because you should definitely give this project money. It's a good time. The art's amazing. Darla's a character. <laughs> um, and we all want Josh Rubin to make more stuff. Yeah. So open those wallets. <laughs> In the meantime, <laughs> where can the people find you on the social medias, Brie? And also, where can we find your other comic? Um, so I have a Twitter and an Instagram. Both of them are at Brie Tippett's Art. Um, and then for Rictus, I have it currently on Etsy. I do need to make some more copies, but I, I do have some still on hand. But yeah, so I have an Etsy, but the link's on my Instagram and my Twitter. So, yeah. I love that. I love that. <laughs> Buy Breeze, buy both of Breeze um, comics, y'all. <laughs> buy both. Just make it a double, not a double feature, but like a double read. Is that a thing? Or, yeah. I'll find a way of branding it and I'll get back to you. Like a double but like, feature for books. Yeah. <laughs> ooh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Together, yeah. <laughs> I love this. We just have a Breeze Saturday, which might be tomorrow because I don't know what day of the week it is now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> I, I kind of hope it is because Saturdays I've been making my day to do nothing but lay around and play video games or watch oh, movies that's a good point I just mean yeah. like play stuff in between and I need to make sure I don't miss stuff in between <laughs> I, I miss a lot of stuff but I think those people would live <laughs> yeah. it's like maintaining that balance as an adult like for so long I was trying to keep up with everything and I'm like I, I can't <laughs> I'm trying <laughs> My favorite thing I've learned um, these last three years is to say, I forgot. 
Because <laughs> um, if it's not in my calendar, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not personal. It's not intentional. I don't have the capacity to be personally mean or vindictive right now. Yeah. I just didn't put it in my calendar. And now you're reminding me and I'm getting dressed to be there. And thank you for the reminder. <laughs> well, you're so busy. You've got so many projects and podcasts and everything. Like, I don't know how you do it either. <laughs> Too many. Um, there's lots of bourbon and lots of <laughs> insomnia, just at play at all times. <laughs> Whatever works, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I've definitely kept you longer than we intended. So oh, let nice. us no, because I was like, we'll like get you in and out in 30. And then I'm just like, but also your whole life story. And where should I eat when I visit Vegas? And also, <laughs> um, so let us. Let us wrap this up. But yes, follow Brie, um, buy Darla, do all the things we talked about. There was a lot. And thank y'all for listening to this episode of A Nightmare on Fear Street. Thank you. As oh, sorry. <laughs> thank you for being here. No, thank you for being here. <laughs> um, you're a guest of honor. <laughs> uh, as Trent would say, stay fierce out there and bye.